Welcome to the 2011 Region 2 Convention. My name is Cynthia. I'm a compulsive overeater and the moderator for this session. Hi. Please help us preserve our cherished tradition of anonymity by refraining from taking pictures in this or any other of the meeting rooms. Will everyone who cares to please join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The title of this panel is Prayer and Meditation, Step 11. The format for this session is a reading from our literature, two speakers, and questions from the Ask It Basket. As the speakers are sharing, we will pass around the basket with paper and pens for you to write any questions you may have. Please specify if you are directing your question to a specific speaker. Please be sure to keep the basket moving even if it's already been passed to you. As speakers continue to share, members may think of questions that they did not have the first time the basket was passed around. May I have a volunteer to read pages, this is from pages 85 to 88 of the big book and I have it up here, so yeah. Hi, I'm Cynthia, compulsive overeater, sugar addict. Step 11, suggest prayer and meditation. Why shouldn't, we shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. As we go through the day, we pause, we agitate, when agitated or doubtful, and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show, humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Thank you. Um, I just, are you our timer? Thank you very much. So speakers, you can focus on, what's your name? Mary. Mary's going to be the timer. Thank you very much. And so I think this, the time is about 10 to 12 minutes for each. Thank you. Our first speaker is Amy from San Diego. She will speak for 12 minutes. There it goes. Good morning. I'm Amy, a compulsive reader. Um, when I was asked to um, to speak today, I had a choice of a couple other steps, and I chose step 11 because it's my favorite. Um, and I'm glad that it comes way down the um, along with the steps. They, you know, I have ten to do before that, and. Um, my experience in this program, first I'll step back, I've been in program for six years, um, abstinent from uh, dessert, three meals a day, nothing in between. Um, and I've had physical, emotional, and spiritual recovery in this program. Um, so working through the other steps to get to step 11, um, I was able to experience things, uh, work through the program. It took me a long time to get to step 11. Um, and realize that this is a spiritual program and how that works in my life. 
so when I got to step 11, I was really excited. Um, I had had some of those experiences where I the, the light bulb went on, like, oh, I get it. I get what they're saying when they say, you know, turn your will and your life over to the care of, you know, your higher power. I, I got to um, create what that was for me, what that meant for me. Um, I grew up in a religious setting, and when I was in my later teens, I walked away from it completely and had no relationship whatsoever. Um, I walked away from it because I felt like, um, I wasn't following the rules and, you know, just forget it because I'm not doing it right. Um, so coming into program and realizing that this this was a spiritual program and I could create that for myself and what that meant um, was such a relief and it gave me this freedom to create that for myself and um, utilize it how, how I saw it working in my life. And um, so what I was so excited about was just this, you know, the... Um, spirituality part of it, the um, being able to um, meditate and, and understand what that meant. And um, I, I had this kind of world open up to me of all these different ways that you can do it. It's not really defined. You know, there, there is certain things in this program that's defined if you do these certain things, but it's, um, you, can, you can do it however you want, however you see fit. And um, so I was just taking on anything. I was just hungry for anything that could provide me that peace and serenity, which as I started to work this program, I realized that was my goal in life. Before, I had none of that whatsoever. I was completely um, chaotic in my mind all the time. Um, I was completely unconscious, no connection whatsoever to God or any any type of higher power. So um, I, I sought out that in Step 11, and um, I would just... I listened to a lot of um, CDs that had, um, you know, self-help type stuff that were spirituality-based, um, Dharma talks, different things, anything. I just had it in my car all the time, constantly listening to it and trying to learn from it. Um, I've been to many retreats um, on mindfulness and meditation, and, you know, it just it created this whole new world for me to say that I can, I can calm the mind down. Anything that creates that quietness, where I can sit and try and hear what my higher power is trying to say for me, what, you know, his will is for me instead of how my life before was I ran everything. There was, there was no seeking anything to anyone, you know, to any other power. It was just my will. And so when I am quiet and, um, you know, can listen to, you know, what the message is, and also listening to other people, I know that for me God talks to other people, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to look out for that. I'm more conscious. I'm more present in the moment. Um, so some of the things I, I have, um, I am involved with a spiritual community now. I'm kind of setting aside the religious part. Um, so I practice that on a weekly basis where I'm taught um, God consciousness and how to um, connect in a way that I can serve best in this world. Um, yoga is a, pra- a meditation practice for me that I practice regularly, um, which has been really amazing for me. I can, when I get on my yoga mat, I'm, I'm present on that mat. There, you know, I leave everything outside the door when I walk into my um, studio and I'm on my mat. And I connect not only, um, you know, through spiritually through my mind, but I, I'm connected to my body. I can feel like before a program with all the excess weight on it, I was never connected in that way to my body, and now I can actually feel it. 
and um, it's it's done wonders for me just physically and emotionally. Um, praying, um, I, I do now, which I never did before, and it's not always on my knees. Sometimes it is when it when um, when it's something's going on and it's really tough. I get on my knees. That action of getting on my knees really is um, powerful for me. Um, but I also do it anywhere, anywhere that you know my mind seems to be getting a little bit out of control. Um, I just stop for a moment, say the serenity prayer, just talk to my higher power. Um, so it can be in the car, it can be in the line at the grocery store, it can be while I'm walking through the grocery store so that I'm, you know, making those um, better decisions for myself. And um, meditation, um, I'm not perfect at it. Uh, I don't wake up every single morning and do it. It's the goal that I do that. Um, but if I don't get to it in the morning, I try to get to it in the afternoon or the evening. Um, Oftentimes, just at my house, just stepping out on the patio. Um, it, it doesn't have to be. I've been to lots of retreats where they teach you exactly how to sit and, you know, all this stuff. And it's not about that. It's just about quieting my mind. So however I feel comfortable where I'm not sleeping, because sometimes, you know, laying down, I'm, I have to force myself to sit up sometimes because I might fall asleep. But it's just trying to get into that place where you're not sleeping, but you're just in that middle ground where you're just trying to, that God consciousness space of trying to connect to um, to my higher power so that I can hear the messages that I need to hear and just calm everything and, and find that peace. So um, so it is a practice that I, I try to do um, on a daily basis. And if I'm not getting the actual meditation in, I'm, I'm trying to pray or I'm going to yoga. And um, so let's see. Um, Yeah, so connecting as it, as it relates to my program now and how, how I see it working in my life um, when it comes to food is that when I am, um, thank you, when I am conscious and I am connected to my higher power, I naturally make decisions that are better for me. Um, you know, I, I suffer from this disease where food is high priority in my life or always was a high priority in my life and that's what I turn to when things are going wrong and when I am connected on a regular basis um, and especially in those times where where I have um, a lot going on and a lot of problems in my life I need to let go of, of those problems and turn to my higher power instead of the food and I've, I've used this step to do that I've used this step to um, to connect and find other ways you know there, there's lots of steps before this where we do a lot of work and a lot of you know writing and hashing of the past and um, just learning what this program is all about and when I got to here it was like I, I had this whole world open up to whatever I wanted to do whatever was good for me to connect and um, I can certainly feel it when I'm when I'm not connected and I can it, it's just this natural reaction of what am I gonna what What am I gonna have? I'm constantly thinking of like two meals ahead, or um, you know, what, maybe I should go you know a different way home to stop by the store that has a certain thing or whatever. And when I am thinking that, I know it's not about the food. It's not about what I'm thinking about having. It's about what's going on. And you know, there's lots of tools in this program that we can use to. Um, you know, pick up the phone and call somebody, call our sponsor, journal, all of that is, are great tools as well. But I find for myself that if I'm not, if I'm not stopping and connecting to my higher power, then, you know, then I'm, then I'm not conscious. I'm not, I'm not there. And, and I love that, 
um, that that's what I've learned in this program, that I can do those things, and then it, there's no effort. It's just naturally coming to me that I'm going to eat properly and that I'm going to take care of myself, you know, and this program has, has taught me that um, to, to have self-care and self-love. Before program, I every day hated myself when I woke up. And I was constantly trying to figure out how it was I was going to lose this weight and stop being so obsessed with the food and, you know, try and, change, try and take everything on myself. And today I can just, in the morning, just at peace, wake up, meditate, and just know I have this, this faith and this trust in my higher power now, um, you know, through the help of this program of, of understanding what that meant for me. And, um, and then I go about my day. With, with peace and serenity and just this um, desire to take care of myself instead of abuse myself with the food like I did before. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Amy. Um, our second speaker is Linda S. from San Fernando Valley, who will also speak for 12 minutes. Good morning, everyone. My name is Linda. I'm an anorexic, bulimic, and a compulsive overeater. Hi. It's truly an honor to be here. I want to thank the committee for asking me. And uh, so prayer and meditation. Um, well, let me tell you, I've, uh, I'm grateful to uh, have 14 years of abstinence. And uh, thank you to the Overeaters Anonymous program and a higher power that I choose to call God today. Uh, prayer and meditation is my favorite step. One of my favorite steps. Um, and this is really the life link to my abstinence, I believe, on a daily basis, one day at a time. And I believe that prayer is very powerful. Prayer is powerful. Um, I, I remember reading some of the books, uh, spiritual books, that tell me that, that my thoughts are prayers. Whoa. <laughs> some of those thoughts are not so good because I have a disease of compulsive overeating. And my mind is is out to get me some days. Um, as far as the uh, left of my own devices, my thoughts are negative. Negative, negative, negative. Oh, you can't do this. and Oh, you have to eat this. Oh, look at that. you got to have some of... You know, and just on and on and on. My mind is like a runaway train sometimes. And, uh, and it ends up in the toilet, like, like my head used to all the time, you know, when I was in my disease. And... You know, the prayer is, is what begins my day to try to get out of the negativity and into the positive. What I like to do is begin my day with prayer, and I, I choose to get on my knees. And um, that's what works for me. And I like to begin by reading out of a meditation book, or two, or three, depending on how much time I have. Because I need to, to shift my head. You know, I feel like... The prayer is, is sort of like a car where, you know, you can, you can have that gear shift be in forward, in drive, or the gear shift can be in reverse, okay? The car generally drives a lot better in drive, in forward, than in reverse. You don't get very far in reverse. And so I look at the prayer time in the morning as my time to tend to my gear shift. And if I want to move forward in a positive way, I want to move forward with God. I want to take my higher power into my day 
to plan out my food for the day and to go forward in a a positive way and let the negative be behind me. So the prayer time is really when I take that gear shift and I shift it out of whatever gear it's in, the hundred different gears that are sideways, and I shift it into drive with God. I shift it into that power, into forward. I shift it out of my will, let Linda's will be kicked to the curb, and shift it into God's will, because that's when my day runs best. So what I like to do is, is get on my knees, pray out of a meditation book, get some positive energy going, faith, a positive fashion. Um, and what I do is I, I sort of break it down into three, three steps. One, I start with a gratitude. Thank you, God, for my abstinence today. Thank you for letting me wake up abstinent. Thank you, God, for my health today. Thank you for being at a normal body weight. What a concept. Not being severely thin, not being overweight. Thank you for my weight today. Thank you for my program. And I go through a, a list of gratitude. You know, thank you for my husband. Thank you for my house, my, my job, and so forth. You know, to start the day with gratitude. Gratitude brings me more gratitude. Let me look at the things that I'm grateful for, you know. And so I get to shift there. And I believe that appreciation is the highest form of prayer, to be appreciative. You know, the law of attraction, you know, whatever you look at. If the more I'm grateful for in my life today, the more I attract good in my life. The more that I can look at things and be grateful and not go, oh, look at this, look at that. Because again, you know, I can go off into that negative course at any point in time. And sometimes I need to come back, you know, and to do a prayer session even later on during the daytime, the serenity prayer. So I believe that when I give thanks, I focus on the positive. Then I do a third step prayer. God, I offer myself to be. I like to say, God, let me, I'd like to do your will today. Show me what your will is today. Show me how you want me to do your will. Help me to carry out your will into all my activities for the day. Help me to see what it is that you want me to do. Help me to see through your eyes today. You know, my eyes can be very delusional. My eyes can pick out the negative in anything. I can be critical. I've always been so critical of myself. So critical, so judgmental. Help me to let go of that judgment. Help me to have the freedom today to see through your eyes and not mine. And then I like to get real specific as far as this disease. And I like to ask God to remove from me the compulsion to overeat, undereat, binge, purge, starve, or overexercise today. Because those are my pitfalls. Any and all of them. And I like to be specific. God, remove those compulsions from me today. That's all I've got is today, right? one day at a time and so I conclude my prayer with that with the exception if I have a resentment brewing and some days I have those resentments and I'm still you know what I'm a work in progress I'll just tell you right now nothing's perfect I'm not perfect and I don't strive for perfection anymore it's part of my program Uh, and I still work on a, a resentment that I've been working on for a while you know sometimes quickly sometimes slowly 
You know, and, and a few couple days ago, something popped up, and I thought, I am still working on that resentment. Okay, so this morning I remembered, and I got to pray for those two people. And I got to pray for everything wonderful, loving, great, everything fabulous for those two people, as the big book talks about and teaches me how to re- pray the resentment prayer. So I keep praying. Um, you know, I feel like the mind is, is capable of only going in one direction at a time. And as long as I try to keep it in that positive frame, I stand a good chance of staying in a positive uh, form. You know, I talk to God as, as though God is my friend. If I'm getting up, if I get up and I feel angry, resentful, you know, I'm, I might just feel, oh, you know, I'm so worried. I've got some challenge or some decision I've got to make. You know, every day it's a different deal. And those are the things I take to God. You know, God, I want to turn over that situation at work to you. I don't know what to do about it. You know, and then that situation with my friend. I I don't know what happened, but help me to see how I can resolve it. You know, do I need to make amends? You know, do I need to make some correction? Do I need to go talk to that friend or whoever it is that's that, that dilemma? You know, what do I do? That's why I can turn over situations to God and ask for the guidance. Show me what it is that you want me to do. Help me to see what your solution is. I don't know what the solution is. You know, this is a bad neighborhood. I need to stay out of it. Help me and guide me. And that's the guidance I get today. You know, as far as meditation, um, I love meditation. You know, sometimes we get into, oh, I've got to do this, and I've got my to-do list, and we get going so quickly in the morning. Oh, I don't have time to meditate. Baloney <laughs> is what I feel like it. You know, I've been doing meditation for a while, and there's some days the mind says, mm, just don't have time today to meditate. Come on, you got to get going. Things are waiting, you know. And those are the days I really need to meditate. I really need to make time. It's a stressful world today. There's a lot of stressors out there. We're working. We're trying to take care of everything, trying to get everything done. And uh, meditation slows me down. Meditation helps me to move from going 60 miles an hour, going crazy, trying to get everything done, to being in the here and now. Helping me just to sit back, take a step back, take a deep breath, to be in the moment. Because if I'm so off into the future, the future for me is fear. And then I'm looking back at yesterday, I didn't do this and I didn't, I didn't get that done and I'm, you know, I'm being judgmental on myself and, and you know, that's all remorse. And I'm going to eat over it all. And I'm going to eat something that's not on my food plan. What I need to do is step back and take that time to meditate. I remember I started meditation for the first time when I lived up in San Francisco. I had a co-worker that I worked with at the time who uh, I knew from a unity church that I belonged to, and he invited me to go to a meditation group. And that's where I first started meditation. And they had a guided meditation initially, and after the guided meditation was over, we went into a silent meditation. And I remember thinking, whoa, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, no way. I thought, no way. And what I decided to do was to turn my will and my life at that time in the meditation 
over to that group. And I decided I would just sit there for as long as they sat there. And I couldn't get my mind to stop, you know, with dozens and hundreds of ideas and thoughts going through my head. But I just tried to sit there. And what I do today is I set aside the time and I have a timer. I need a timer because I can't watch the clock. That doesn't work out real well for me. And I set the timer, you know, and I set it for five minutes, ten minutes, whatever time I have, and I just sit there for the time. And what I like to do is, is read through, I read through a, a, little, a little thing. It's, I do the Course in Miracles, so it's part of that for me. And then there's a mantra, and I say the mantra. And I start to focus in on my breath, and I focus on that breath, breathing in and breathing out. And sometimes what I'll start to do is breathe in for the count of four and out for the count of four. And sometimes I'll go to the count of five. And it slows down my breathing, and it brings my focus into the here and now, and it slows me down. And when I slow down, it de-stresses me and helps me stay in the moment. And when I meditate in the morning, it affects my entire day. And it really does. And I have to remind myself that it's important to spend that time to meditate. And it helps with the stressing. And every time I do that, my day goes a lot better with God. And I'm going to wrap it up with just a short prayer that I like to do and I like to say in the morning, and it goes like this, Thank you, God, for another day, a chance to live in a decent way, to feel again the joy of living and the happiness that comes from giving. Thank you for friends who all understand and the peace that flows from your loving hand. For with your help, I will find the way. Thank you, dear God, for OA. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. And our third speaker will be Greg from Phoenix, Arizona, and he's going to speak for 12 minutes as well. And if you'll keep the ask it basket going, is it moving around? Yes. Thank you. Let me know if the mic is in the right position so you can all hear me. Is that okay? okay. I'm Greg. I'm a compulsive reader from Phoenix, Arizona. And when I started this program, I said I was willing to go to any length to recover. And that includes uh, having to travel someplace that's 30 degrees cooler <laughs> than where I live right now. And you guys don't have major dust storms either. I don't know if you heard about that, but that was really weird. Okay. There was even dust in my big book. I had to shake it out, you know. But uh, anyway, my name is Greg. As I, as I mentioned, I've been in OA for a little less than five years. But I didn't become absent until December 2008, so that's a little over two and a half years now. And um, the reason for that delay, I know that I'm probably the only person this has ever happened to, but I was trying to work the program my own way, and I thought I had really figured out. I did not need a sponsor, okay, because I can figure it out. I didn't even read the big book. You know, I only went to occasional meetings. And I never, ever picked up the telephone. Why would somebody want to get a call from me? I mean, really. You know, and believe it or not, because I didn't call, nobody called me either. 
kind of a strange thing. But since December of 2008, when I asked someone to sponsor me, and he said, we're going to work out of the big book, this was the middle of December 2008, I said, let's start January 1st, because Hanukkah was coming up, there's New Year's Eve parties, there's a lot of eating to be done the last two weeks of December. It was not at all convenient for me. But he said, we're going to start right then. So December 2008, you know, I haven't had a bite of dessert since then. I haven't had a bite of junk food. Okay, it's absolutely amazing. I used to take the salt shaker and dump it all over my food before I tasted it. And if there wasn't salt, I wouldn't I wouldn't even want to eat it. You know, there wouldn't have any flavor whatsoever. If you had told me back then that I wouldn't be doing these things, I would have thought you're absolutely insane. Okay. There's no way I could live without dessert. But I have. And I've lost uh, 26 pounds since then. i probably lost more fat because now, like Amy, I do yoga and it's good for, you know, um, getting in shape and stuff. Um, so I've lost 26 pounds since December of 2008. I practice my program uh, using the big book as instructions. I'm an accountant by training, so I like things that are kind of more concrete. I don't do this meditation thing where I sit in the corner with my legs crossed on some sort of a mat or something and listen to music from, you know, India. I can't do that, okay, because my mind races to think about the tax code, and it just distracts me. But I suppose I'll get there at some point. You know, I'm not, I don't have as much experience in the program as some other people, but I like to get where I'm, my mind's a little stiller. So for me, the, the big book has worked for me. And I just got off the phone with a lady I sponsor, a brand new person that I started sponsoring. I always go over the forward to the first edition, and it says here to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of the book. So I take that literally. And I said, okay, this must be my instruction manual. So getting to step 11, what I wanted to share on today is part of step 11, which is on page 86, which is where it talks about when we retire at night, okay, and then a paragraph after that when we, it says, on awakening. So what I've decided, what I figured out to do when I retire at night, I'm supposed to do certain things. But I thought that meant when I get into bed, I would start to think about all these things. But believe it or not, I would actually fall asleep. And um, so it never worked. And then I had a brilliant idea. I said, wait a minute, I read in the den before I go into bed. I can't read in bed because I'll fall asleep also. So I read in the den, and I had this idea that I would make a bookmark for myself, okay? Because it would fall out of the book automatically onto my lap. So I could not forget to do step 11, to do this part. So it says when we retire at night, we constructively review our day. And there's a whole bunch of questions in that paragraph on page 86. So the only way I can remember to do step 11 is if it falls right on my lap. Otherwise, you know, it's like the end of the day, do I really want to ask myself if I've been resentful during the day? This is my bookmark, by the way. Have I been resentful? Have I been selfish? And these are right from the big book. Have I been dishonest? Have I been afraid? Um, of course, I usually end up answering like yes to all those for some reason. Um, do I owe someone an apology? So that gives me a chance to think right there, wait a minute, you know, maybe I owe an apology. Maybe I owe an apology to my wife. Maybe well, I do every day. Um, morning, noon, and night. Uh, but do I owe an apology to anybody else? It kind of reminds me not to let these things fester. 
because my whole objective in this program is not to sweep things under the rug and have a pile of crap to have to deal with, you know, and, not, and have to make amends later on for building up all these resentments. I've got to take out the garbage every night. And by the way, that's my specialty. I'm really good with garbage. I empty our garbage every single night in the house. I dump all the trash. I don't know why. It must be obsessive or something. But I dump all the trash. I put it into the kitchen garbage. I wrap up the plastic thing and I put it in the dumpster every single day. So I've got to do the same thing with my life. Okay, I've got to take out the trash at the end of the day. And so this helps me, uh, it reminds me. So do I owe anyone an apology? Have I kept something to myself? Have I, do I need to discuss it with someone? Have I been kind, of lo kind and loving? What could I have done better? Was I thinking of me mostly? And then can I ask God to forgive me? And what corrective measures can I take? Okay, I ask these questions of me every night. It falls right out of the book I'm reading, whatever book it happens to be. And that's right from paragraph eight, from page 86. So again, I follow this as precise instructions for me because that's what's worked for me. The next paragraph, it says, on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. So what I did there is I have a little booklet I brought with me. And um, in this booklet, I plan for the day. And it says right here, we consider our plans for the day. Before beginning, we ask God to direct our thinking. So it says, God, what I wrote down here, I say this every day. Now, I used to do this before breakfast and then have breakfast. But because I'm a compulsive overeater, I'd be thinking about breakfast. So now what I do is I do it during breakfast. And it saves me all that aggravation of wondering about, you know, when I'm going to get to my breakfast. Because actually, sometimes I would be kind of rushed for work and would I miss breakfast or would I miss my step work? I would miss my step work. So, um, I know it's a surprise. So plan for the day in writing. And I write, this all comes from the big book. I'm not making this up. Um, who can I help today? I include a gratitude statement, a thank you statement. I ask God, please show me what my next step is and give me whatever I need to take care of the problem. Then I ask God for freedom from my self-will. I've added a couple things. Please remove my fears and direct my attention to what you would have me be. And I also add, grant me the right um, money and sex ideals and guidance and sanity and strength to do the right thing. And so for today, I'll tell you what I wrote down today. And then I'll wrap up. Uh, July 9th, so I write something every day. Just a little paragraph. I write down my plan for the day. OA events and calls, work out, which I did this morning. I will help a sponsee in New Jersey on the phone, and I missed the 10 o'clock because I was on the phone with her. I write down what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for remembering how grateful I am for the program in my life. And thank you, God, for keeping us safe and granting me the willingness and positive attitude. Your will, not mine, be done. And um, I also read for today, which is part of my meditation uh, in the morning, and Voices of Recovery. And um, so that's what I do as far as when I retire at night and on awakening. And the amazing thing about it, when I write down the stuff like today and I look at it the next day to see if I did it, I always do it. So if I write down I'm going to work with such and such a sponsee today and take time out of my work day, I actually get it done. Or if I'm going to you know, call, I, you know, call such and such a person because I haven't heard from them in a while, I look back on it from yesterday like July 8th, I can look here and I say, God, I did all that stuff. It's absolutely amazing. And God did remove the fear from me yesterday. And, um, you know, so the program works for me. 
And I have to, again, I go back to the word precisely, directly, specifically, and that's how I work it, and that's how the programs work for me. So I'm very grateful to be here, and I'm very grateful, especially for all the fellowship, but I'm even more grateful for 75-degree weather. Okay, we're now going to have questions from the Ask a Basket. And um, what I've been instructed to do is read the questions and find people to answer them. And then three minutes before the end, we'll have a, a time check if we could. Twelve fish. Over in time for lunch. Thank you. Yeah, over in time for lunch. Okay, the first question, you can decide who wants to answer it because there isn't a name on here. Please share ways to manage obsessive mind thinking and compulsion to tell and to talk. Help. Please share ways to manage obsessive mind thinking and compulsion to tell and to talk. I have a very obsessive mind. Um, Casey Anthony, uh, anybody? I have been obsessing, obsessing about uh, the Casey Anthony trial. And... um, You know, one of the things um, that helps me is if I've got something in particular that I'm obsessing about, um, I talked to my sponsor this week, and uh, and I was texting her about it, and she said, uh, you need to forget about it. And so sometimes what helps me is to do the bookends thing and commit that I'm going to try to stop thinking about it. And if if I make that commitment... And then I go to God and say, God, please take away these thoughts that do not serve me. Please take away the thoughts that do not serve me. And I find that's really helpful. But the number one thing is I have to be aware of of what it is and focus on whatever that obsession is. Um, And then I can can talk to my sponsor later and say, you know what, I, I did pretty good, but I'm still obsessing on that. But I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. And so we find the tools that work for us to try to get over the obsessive thoughts. Thank you. How has your prayer and meditation changed over the progress of your recovery? How has my prayer and meditation changed? Uh, I pray and meditate longer than I did before. Mm-hmm. I keep adding stuff to it. So um, that's how it's changed. Because things come up and I see defects and things keep coming up. And so I just add to it. And now it actually takes me longer to pray and meditate than, uh, than actually my meal. You know, so before I would eat for a longer period of time than I would pray and meditate. Now my prayer and meditation extends past my breakfast. So that's a good sign. I must be eating less or praying more. I don't know. How do you get all the clutter in your brain? How do you get out all the clutter in your brain when meditating? 
So um, when I first started meditating, trying to learn how to do it, I was constantly thinking. And I was even thinking about how I was still thinking. You know, it's like, um, oh, there was a thought, and I'm not, I'm not doing it right. Um, so one practice that, I've, uh, that I do is breathing. Um, if I'm completely focused on just my breathing, so breathing in and out, I think someone had mentioned even counting, you know, the number of, of um, breaths in and breaths out, then I can't be thinking of anything else because I'm just thinking about my breathing. So sometimes I go off and then I'm, I'm, another thought comes in of like, oh, yeah, I better do that, you know, by this time or whatever. I'm still having thoughts going on, then I just keep bringing it back to the breath. And, um, and, and taking that deep breath is, um, is, is kind of cl- clearing my mind just in that act of doing that um, for me. It's just really trying to, it means for me to, um, to clear my mind. It's just like, you know, there's um, different meditations I've done where they, you know, hit the gong or whatever. And, and that is to, you know, just that sound is always like, oh, bring you back. So it's, the breathing does that for me. It just brings me back to that that place and eventually as I continue to do it then I, I feel like wow for a moment there I really was clear of everything um, but it, but there's no perfection in that because the thoughts still come in so that's why it's a meditation practice you just keep practicing uh, do you have any suggestions for how to begin step how, do you have any questions for how to begin in earnest to work step 11 I think a lot of these um, questions are similar and some of the topics have been covered, so if you want to speak a little more. Or I have a couple more questions. How do you determine what your higher power is? This confuses me. I believe in God, but not in religion. So how do I connect for the first time? Okay, so when I uh, first came into program, um, I had mentioned that um, as a child I was in a religious setting, but kind of walked away from that. Um, so when I first came into program and you know heard the word God and wondered what I was going to do with that, um, it, I sat down and kind of just journaled on what I would like my higher power to be. Um, you know, kind of setting aside the the ideas that were um, shown. You know provided to me as a child and um, you know so things like I just want to have um, a loving God or higher power um, supportive uh, non-judgmental whatever it was I had this whole list and I just kept journaling on what that relationship would look like for me and what I wanted it so I kind of created my own and um, and the more that uh, you know I I kept going back to that and adding to it and and reading it, um, I could see that that was how it was working. And um, I remember doing a meditation. Um, it was a guided meditation that someone was taking us through. And um, towards the end of it, we were, you know, walking through like this forest and blah blah blah. It was this whole thing. And um, you know, I at the end of it, they they brought us to to God, like you know, to to our higher power. And it was just kind of this. Um, this figure standing there with his arms open and I just it was like the first time in my life that I ever felt like wow that's what it is it was just this comfort this um, this place that I can go in my mind 
that um, there's just peace and serenity and relief and I ha there's no, all the stuff can be let go because it's all his and I don't have to deal with it. And when I do connect and, and hear those, you know, hear the, the messages that I need to hear of what I have to do, um, you know, that, that's where I get it in that place of, of peace and serenity. So, thanks. Just a quick comment on, on my relationship with God. Uh, what, what worked for me is, again, looking at the instructions in the book, because it says in another place, uh, finding a power greater than myself the whole purpose of the book is to find a power greater than myself which will solve my problem of compulsive overeating. So, if I work the steps, I will have the spiritual awakening as a result of the steps. So, all I need to do is, you know, say, Greg, shut up or turn off my mind and just follow my sponsor's direction. And that's how I was able to establish that relationship with God just simply not think about it anymore, not analyze it, not obsess about it. Just follow along. And then it happens. The other comment I'll make is the chapter to the agnostics. I think that was absolute poetry. And it's absolutely beautiful. So I love to go through that, you know, paragraph by paragraph with people. But just, again, just following the instructions, we have the spiritual awakening. And, you know, that, that's what's worked for me. Tell about how meditation and staying in the, mo in the present moment are related. Can I give it a try? I think the focus, the whole focus for me as far as doing meditation is to truly stay in the moment and be present and have that awareness of everything that's going on around you and what's not going on around you. Um, so often my disease has me living in the past and feeling bad about my behavior, bad about my choices, you know, bad about the binge last night, bad that my, my meal, my last meal was bigger than it should have been or that I changed it and I didn't follow my food plan and there's so many opportunities to, to live in the past for me and I don't think that serves me today. I really don't think it serves me. So trying to stay in the present really gives me, that's where I believe God wants me, is to be right here in the here and now. And as I do my prayer and meditation work and, and especially the meditation work, it helps me stay in the present moment so that I can make the best decisions for me right now. I can stay within what God wants me to do and I can stay in the present as far as making the choices, where I'm going to go to eat, what I'm going to eat. Did I bring my food today? Am I going to eat that food? Oh, my coworkers are just offering me their food. No, that food is not on my food plan today. That is not my food. And when I am in the moment I make better decisions. You know, when I go to Costco and they're like, oh, we have these samples and those samples. And let me tell you, you know, I just, I have to pray before I go into Costco. <laughs> and sometimes I have to do a text. 
I am not going to sample food today at Costco. Here I go with my bags. You know, I have to stay in the moment because that is where God is. Thank you. We have a little bit more time. Does anyone have a question from the floor that they'd like to ask? You want to come up here and ask it? Okay. The question is, does it get any easier to um, work step 11, basically connect with the higher power, pray and meditate? That's a great question. I'll tell you why it gets easier, because it actually gets more fun. So then it's something I look forward to doing. You know, it's not work anymore and forcing myself, you know, it's a pain in the ass to go to these meetings and drive and the traffic. Well, we don't have traffic in Phoenix, but I sympathize with you guys. You know, it takes a lot of effort in Southern California to, to recover, okay? Um, just driving to and from the meetings is enough to make you pull into an In-N-Out burger. But... Um, so it gets easier because for me it gets more rewarding and fun and more fellowship and more people and you know I've got so many phone numbers in my phone and so that's like great I mean who wouldn't want that you know so um, I think just like brushing your teeth you know I suppose the first time you brushed your teeth it wasn't a lot of you know it wasn't that easy but now I bet you don't think about how difficult it is you know to actually do the maneuvering and the this way and the that way and the, what toothpaste to use and what brush to use and, you know. So, um, anyway, practice makes, well, it's progress, not perfection. But uh, if it's more fun, it's easier. That's the way I look at it. So. It is now time to close this session. Please join me in a moment of silence, followed by the seventh step prayer. Okay, seventh step prayer. You want to stand and join hands? My Creator, I am now ready that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you remove from me every single defect of character stands in the way of my usefulness to you and to my fellows. Go out from here to do thy bidding. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it and work it.